Welcome to It's a Mindset, the podcast where we embark on a transformative journey to enhance your worth, wealth, and well-being. I'm Emma Lagalo, a wealth and mindset coach, and I'm here to guide you. In each episode, we explore the power of your mindset, featuring inspiring guest interviews, tips, and insights. Are you ready to dive in and discover that anything is possible when you put your mind to it? Hello there, and welcome to episode five of It's a Mindset, where I'm joined by an inspiring guest, Alex Mace. Have you ever faced a moment that completely reshaped your perspective on life? In this conversation, we explore Alex's transformative journey, ignited by her husband's cancer diagnosis, which propelled her to focus more closely on health, mindset exploration, and the power of inner work. Alex, a wife and mother of four, wears multiple hats as an online business owner and NLP coach, all while navigating the challenges and joys of life on the land. A facet I found particularly intriguing, and I'm sure you will too. We uncover her transition from a career in law to the dynamic online space, unveiling how her husband's health scare became the catalyst for her passion for health, mindset work, and crafting a uniquely fulfilling life on the land. As someone who deeply values the importance of connection, especially for those in remote areas, I resonated with Alex's journey. She shares how her online business serves as a crucial thread in fostering community. Join us as we unravel key takeaways, delving into the power of connection, health and lifestyle values, the transformative nature of inner work and NLP, and the significance of knowing your why in the pursuit of your goals. Whether you find resonance in Alex's journey or are seeking inspiration and insights into health, mindset and building a fulfilling life, this episode is for you. Stay tuned as we explore the depths of Alex's experiences and uncover the keys to living your best life. And of course, if you love this episode, share it on your Instagram stories and tag us at Emma Lagalo and at Alex E. Mace. Now, let's dive in to It's a Mindset with Alex Mace. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining me today on the It's a Mindset podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Oh, I'm so pumped. Thank you so much for having me. I'm usually used to being on the interviewer side, so this will be a bit of an experience for me today, but I'm really, really honoured to be here. Oh, thank you. And I'm yeah so excited because I know you interviewed me recently and I was listening to your fabulous pod- podcast, uh, Pure Potential, and uh, I've learned so much more about you since even researching for this podcast. So I'm so excited to dig into a little bit more um, about you. And I know that my audience is going to love it because I am a bit of a city slicker. And I was even thinking probably even could be described as a bit of a beach bum. <laughs> and you are a woman of the land. So I'm sure people are really going to enjoy hearing about you know your lifestyle and perhaps, you know, some of the mindsets that you've cultivated as a result of of that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm so excited. We have, I have such a love for the beach, but yeah, I've sort of grown up out on the land and we're kind of, yeah, from the coast, we're about nine hours to any, to get to any coast. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you have four kids like me, but they're a little bit younger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So four kids, 10, 8 and um, 6, 4. So it's nice. They're all in there. Even numbers, they're on the first half of the year. So I'm at that time where I'm, I can recall their ages pretty well. Ah, yes, I know the feeling. Yeah, definitely where you have to stop and think. All right. So I have a few questions that, you know, we, we might go through. But the first one was, uh, can you tell us about your background, uh, your life journey and any pivotal moments that shaped who you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that, um, yeah, I'm on the land and stuff as well, because I do attribute so much of my mindset, like particularly around resilience or like finding another way to do things as being attributed to to growing up on the land when you really have to get very, very resourceful. Um, but I guess for me, some of the more pivotal moments were, so I'd, I'd married my husband. I grew up like on the land as well. So it wasn't a big shock. I've got some friends who lived in the city and then have married a farmer and it's a, it's quite the transition, but 
I was all good with that. Um, and yeah, we started having kids. We're on a sort of broad acre farm. It's very flat where we are in Northwest New South Wales and, you know, just sort of doing the normal kind of life, having babies and, um, all that good stuff. And I think I was pregnant with my second and my husband was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And we were like, we started having kids sort of youngish. So we were still in our our twenties at that point. And it was something that really was pretty shocking for us because we thought we were really quite fit and healthy. Like my husband, he's one of those crazy people that runs marathons and like ultras and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we just thought that we were pretty healthy and it, it kind of just, yeah, shipped our world upside down and we got really, really curious. So he's so fine now. Um, he went through chemotherapy and it's, and it's tricky out on the land as well. So he was sort of having to get flown up there cause we're kind of, he was doing his treatment in Sydney and we're nine hours away and yeah, I think he had surgery. Then I had our second and then he was doing chemo. So that year was just like a really massive year of trying to get through. And I think we're in a drought as well. So we were just like had all things kind of coming up. And I look back at it now as a really pivotal point because it's those times in your life where it actually makes you sit down and ask yourselves those deeper reflective questions around like am I actually happy with what I'm doing? Are we actually healthy? Like we think we are. Why did this happen to us if we think that we're we're so healthy? And so it kind of then started off as like a big deep dive into nutrition firstly because we were like, yeah, we're just those curious kind of people and we're like, we can't, this kind of just come out of nowhere. And I think we have that perception that, that cancer is kind of luck of the draw, whereas there's a lot of evidence coming out now that it's so much to do with lifestyle. And so we kind of dove into nutrition. My husband did a health coaching course and all this kind of stuff. And all the while I was actually doing studying law, um, which was, was interesting when my daughter was one. So my first I had kind of always done like admin jobs and and different things. And I I just felt like I'd never really settled on what my thing was for my career. And I just got to that point when I had her. And another pivotal point, I think when we start having kids is then you're like, okay, like I feel like I need to get my act together and I need to do something with clear direction. And so I know what I'm doing. And so I I picked law. And so I was doing that kind of, part-time and distance. So I was doing it at Macquarie Uni. So I'd have to go down um, a couple of times a semester, which was tricky juggling (laughs) kids and all that stuff. Um, But I was just so committed to do it because yeah, when you have that family and you want to start contributing, um, it was really important to me to, to have a solid career and support the farm because yeah, on the farm as well, we're very subject to outside forces like the weather and the market prices and all these other things. And so I really wanted to to be able to contribute in that way. Um, and so I guess they're kind of the bigger things that that change things for us. And I can keep going or if you wanted to ask any questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I'm feeling almost a little bit, yeah, speechless. Like it must be, have been, you must reflect back on that period and just think how did we get through that? Because having just little children is you know enough let alone navigating an illness and a law degree like that is (laughs) that is just so much and i'm so grateful to hear that like it had it it has had a great ending um and you know you're both healthy and there's two more children and so you know it really but it sounds like it was just a massive wake-up call for for you were you, you were studying law prior to his diagnosis yeah it was kind of during it as well so it was like just just all things I think I was only new into it as well and it's it's interesting because it's to kind of get your head back in the game of studying it was like oh my gosh like this is so much so much more mental load than I'd kind of anticipated but it is it's so interesting like you say like I know I say that and even just saying that I actually it makes me think again I was like how did we get through that year I'm I'm 
not sure, but you know, that's the thing. We're we're so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. Like I know people could be listening and they're like, I could, I would just break down and I don't know how I would get through. I had my moments for sure. But you you have these reserves that are there that you don't realize are there until you go through things like that and they actually come up and and then you see the support of your community come in and there's there's so many beautiful things that actually come from that. But yeah, it was such a such a massive time in our lives that that yeah I'm not sure (laughs) that year is probably a bit of a blur but also such a poignant time in our lives yeah where you just realized um, maybe what was truly important and that nothing probably really matters more than you know your health and having a meaningful life because you just never know when things can get taken away from you and so I think that's what you're doing now right is you're just living living your best life as, as much as you can at this juncture when you're still raising kids and and all of that but yeah I have a lot of admiration for even what you're doing now which I'm sure we're going to dig into a little bit more but the next question is probably a little bit lighter and that's what is one unusual or adventurous thing on your bucket list oh on my bucket list because I I did do one thing I think no it wasn't last year the year before I did this ice like cold exposure retreat which actually wasn't even on my bucket list, but a friend of mine was doing it and I was scared of the cold and it was, it's been transformational. We own an ice bath now and it was like such a big, big thing that I, that I love so much. And so it's definitely for me, I want to, to do a bit more traveling and I would love to kind of do like a, a, a massive health kind of retreat like a massive reset where and not just like physically as well because I'm very passionate about nutrition and your physical health because I think it's so connected to your mental health your emotional health your spiritual health all of that but also something that that also pushes you um like emotionally and mentally as well like that's what the cold exposure was like so much people think, oh, it's the cold that frightens you. It's like, it's not that. It's the voice in your head before you get into the into the ice cold water. So I'd love to do another experience like that. And maybe something, because my husband does so much of that endurance that, and it is such a mental game. And so I think something along those lines where I'm really pushed mentally and do a, a massive physical reset is, yeah, something that's definitely on my bucket list when I get a bit of time, like solo time <laughs> would yes. be fun. Yes. Well, you know, you can factor it in, I suppose, but I hear on the cold and I think it's even when you're in the cold, that is when the mental game is so strong is you have such a desire to get out of the ice and to stay in really takes so much of your mental reserve. And that's where I think I feel that sense of elation when I hop out is, you know, wow, I I stayed in and I I did it, but I don't know if I'm going to be addicted to it. I still... It's something that, um, you know, I'm so glad I've done it and I'm sure I'll do more. But, I mean, how often do you, do you get in like a few times a week or? Uh, yeah, I try and do it every weekday. And saying that we do like we're away for the last few days, so it's not consistently every weekday because we, we travel a bit. But, yeah, I really do try and do it. And I know I kind of it's so funny because you think it would get easier and easier. And I guess it gets more, I wouldn't say easier, but it's more of a habit. So it's like you kind of like when you're standing on the edge and, and you're like, I don't like, I know what to do. <laughs> like it's not all good. It's just like getting, plopping yourself in there. And once you're in, you, you're kind of right. Oh, I take my hat off to you. That's amazing. And I wish you well getting on that uh, wellness retreat. Uh, I thought you were going to say you were going to run one, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens one day too. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I would love, love to that kind of thing in our future. And cause my husband's so passionate as well. And I think if you have a partner that that's in that and is fully supporting you to do something like that, I could definitely see us hosting some really cool retreats. Excellent. All right. So now I want to talk a little bit about habits and mindset and, and resilience, which we, you've already touched on enough in the first sentence. So this is going to be great. But do you have any rituals or practices that enhance your overall well-being or personal growth? I'm sure you're going to say an ice bath. Oh, I was like, well, I've given away one. Yes. Which, <laughs> it's definitely. But that resilience for that mental health is also huge for your physical health as well. Um, so yeah, definitely got that. I definitely try and get up pretty early, sort of around five, 
movement every day. And I, I don't want this to sound like, you know, when you listen to some like wellness influencers and they have these big long mornings and you're like, just make it realistic, lady. But I, I just get up just so I can fit that movement in. That's my priority is, is really movement. And so I know that I need to be doing a little bit more meditation or a bit more quiet time. I actually love journaling in the night. Like that's my kind of, I feel where I get more of that kind of meditative experience. Um, but yeah, in the morning I try and just do my exercise before the kids get up. So I keep it simple because I feel like if you do something like that at the beginning of the day, it just sets you up and it's also done then. Cause I feel like if I don't do it then, and then you have that hanging over you for the rest of the day, it, it wears at you. And that's when those kind of thoughts of like, ah, oh, but you didn't keep that promise. You said you would get up early and you were going to do that. So I think it's, it's so important regardless of if it's exercise or, or something else to kick off your morning. And mine can be like 20 minutes or less. Like I'm not so because with four kids and, and all that kind of stuff, I don't want to put that extra pressure on that I need to meet this certain standard that at this time of my life is is not there. And so I always want to try and share that, that it's like you have to set your own standard for where you're at in life and what you actually want to achieve and what is kind of possible at that time, knowing that in the future or at a different time, things can totally change and you can fit in all those incredible things um into your morning so I think yeah the ice bath is a huge one yeah doing a bit of movement and definitely the the journaling at night just kind of helps me get everything out reflect on the day and then I can sleep a bit better yeah I love I love all of that and I yeah recall getting that exercise in before like the day started when the kids were younger because you just never knew really what was going to (laughs) happen and and it's also just about ticking that box off. So you've just done one thing, at least for yourself and whatever it might be, it doesn't have to be exercise for everyone, but it, it really does, I think, help you to show up as a better version of yourself if you've done something for yourself that fills up your cup. So yeah, I love that. And I love journaling as well. That's so important to me uh, as well. So that's great. When do you do the bath, ice bath? Is that after the exercise or later in the day? <laughs> Sometimes I would and my husband does, he does his like 6am and I'm like, it's too hardcore for me. Mm. So I'm like, because I have a long drive into town. We don't have a bus and we're 50Ks out of town. So I do, usually we'll try and do the drop off and then I'll get home at kind of 9.30 and then I'll do my ice bath then before I then kind of start my work day. Yeah. 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 And I just want to go back to that, that it's a 50 kilometer drive to drop your kids to the bus stop. Is that, that's right. What's well, 50Ks into down because yeah. we don't have the bus. So I'm like 50Ks in, 50Ks back in the morning and then, yeah, do it again in the afternoon. So it's Yeah, that is incredible. That's incredible. And I guess it's just that's just by the by for you. You would have been probably that's how you grew up and so that's what you're used to. Um, I know sometimes around, you know, where I live, the traffic can be bad so you could spend that much time in the car not going very far at all. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good. So you must listen to a, like a lot of podcasts and audiobooks and and get a lot of that in your ears in, on those in those times. Hundred percent. That's the thing. It's sort of utilizing like so. I know that I have that time in the car, so I'll utilize it accordingly, like with podcasts or or audiobooks and stuff like that. And I sort of have service for half the way, so then I might call someone or catch up with someone. So I try and and use it. But yeah, when then I've got the kids, we're sort of it's very loud and we're chatting, so. Not, not on one section, but when I'm on my own, I really actually quite enjoy that time. And as you say, it's something that you get used to. And I think living out here, it's just part of it is long distances are just a part of your life pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's what you, you, you get used to, I suppose, but I still think it's incredible. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners will as well. It's food for thought yeah. people. <laughs> So I think we've talked about this a little bit and I love how you're saying you are flexible uh, in some of these rituals and habits that you don't, they don't dictate, you know, the, the course of your day if, you know, you're away or it, it's not happening. But how do you generally stay consistent with your habits, even in challenging times and maintain a positive mindset? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it is just doing, I think, whatever you can do that still fits in what you'd set. Like with exercise, even if it's 10 minutes 
or something like that, I still stick to that routine. So I'm flexible in the way that it looks and the time that it takes, but not it actually happening. Because I think that's the thing. If it's like we then stop all together and like have a week off or something, it's so much harder to then get back into. Whereas if you can, if you're in a difficult time, if you can just bring it right back to like its bare bones, but still get it done at those same times that you'd set, Um, I think is really important. Also, if you can sleep, like it's just so important to keep your sleep the same. Like I know it's so hard when you're going through different things and if you have newborn or kids and stuff, just just ignore ignore that. (laughs) Just sleep when you can sleep. It's so important, I think, to have that as something consistent in your life because it's going to make everything else so much easier when you're well rested. That's the biggest thing I notice. If I, we go away and we don't sleep as well, everything kind of drops. And I'm like, I know exactly what it is. It's my sleep. And then you're less motivated to do all the other things that you need to do because you, you're just tired. You're just tired. And then that tiredness affects your, your thought process and all that kind of stuff. And it be, we have all these stories and it becomes so much harder. But if you can just adjust your your time and the effort that that thing takes but keep it in the same slot in your day I think that that's really good yeah I love that and definitely that advice about sleep is is excellent it's so important Uh, but I know for some people that I mean even for me sometimes I it's I struggle to get to sleep and as much as you're lying in there and you really want it to happen and it just doesn't but that's where I think yeah you've just probably just got to just try not to let it get too much to you and and get back on on the horse and do your routine and yeah hope for the best the next night absolutely and that's such a huge thing I can't I was listening to someone the other day and it's around like how in this wellness space sometimes we can get so obsessed that it's unhealthy that we're like oh I didn't get my like 8.5 hours or I didn't get exactly this or I didn't have my green smoothie and then we actually forget the role that stress plays on our body and our mental health that it's like if we're so strict and stressed with getting our wellness stuff right it actually can be more of a negative impact on your well-being so it is about having that flexibility but just having like a lens of it being kind of self-care and taking care of yourself. It's not something that should be hard or it's extra. It's just changing that lens and perspective and it being something that's like it helps you, it adds to your day, it makes your day easier if you can keep these things in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now how significant do you believe inner work and cultivating self-awareness are in the journey of mindset development? Could you share some of the inner work you've personally undertaken to enhance your mindset? I'm excited to hear your answer. Uh, it's it's everything. Like, And it's so interesting because if people are in business or whatever work that you're doing, it's like I feel like it's well over 50% is like the inner work and the other like percentage is the actual doing of things because the inner work actually dictates what action you'll take or how confident you are or or all that kind of stuff so it's so important i believe that yeah it just has to be something that we have in our lives continuously and it's not something unfortunately that you can do and then you're done because that inner work's going to get you to a new place. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know like what to do here. And it's like, ah, oh, actually got to go back and do some different inner work and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's so interesting. I've tried lots of, of different things. And I guess more recently, I've, I've worked with an NLP coach. I've also done my NLP certification as well. So that's neuro-linguistic programming. And it's these really beautiful, beautiful tools of working with the subconscious mind. And so it's such a big thing. And I think we're starting to hear about it and learn about it a bit more, but it's it's basically these kind of patterns that we have, these thought patterns, the, the values that we hold, the beliefs that we hold, and particularly those beliefs that we're not aware of, but they really shape the way that we see the world. And we don't know that these kind of subconscious thoughts and behaviors and all these kind of things are actually placing boundaries on what we experience as reality. So what I've experienced from from doing that kind of work on myself and, and with a coach is that it actually just makes you 
really open your perspective up so much wider and actually question question everything like one of her her favorite things that she would teach me is like when you think you have a problem she's like always ask yourself how is this not a problem and it sounds like such a simple question but it's when you when you sit there and you sit with that you're actually like oh well actually it's it's helping me in this area or do I actually need to to focus so hard on that is that maybe if I put my focus over here and it just it just getting your mind to think differently and mess with your own thinking um, is really, really huge. I've also just recently been doing some work. Uh, it's kind of like energy work and it's with, it's called the Dawson program. And so it's kind of focusing on like the the energetic structure of our body, because we all know we've kind of got a physical structure. We, we're aware of emotions and things like that, but there's this whole other kind of system that it's only more recently that more science and things is, is coming out around is that we have kind of like an energetic body as well that we really need to take care of. And so it's been so interesting doing that kind of work. If anyone's heard of like kinesiology, it's very similar to that with like the muscle testing and seeing what's kind of stored in your body and they can go back and date when something like some maybe happened in your childhood and how that's affecting you now and and also then how to release that. So and it's, I just find it so incredibly fascinating. And that's why I love actually like I'll do something and then I'll need to learn about it. So with the Dawson program, like experience some of that. And then I was like, I need to know the mechanics behind that. And I think that's kind of just how I'm wired is, is to be very curious, but there's, there's so many things out there and I'm so passionate about sharing it. So literally the reason that I started the podcast was because I just want people to know what's available. And because I don't believe there's one thing that works for everyone. And I think that's why there's so many different modalities out there. And it's just going through them and kind of finding what really works for you and not giving up and knowing that there will be something that's going to really help you and resonate with you for that inner work uh, is really important. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you certainly did. And I, I resonate. Uh, there's, I'm studying a modality called Resolve Beyond Neurology, and that's based on muscle testing as well. And I feel like it's so powerful to be able to get to your subconscious. And that's where really our mindset is set. I think that's where it's set. <laughs> and if we can you know, work out what it is, where it, where it's set, then we might be able to shift it and change it a little bit, shift it into more positive territory. If, if it is stuck, you know, in, in, you know, ways, but I think that there's, you know, there's always somewhere that we can be improving a little bit. And, uh, and you're right. There's always a new horizon <laughs> as soon as you feel like you get somewhere and then there's something else, but that's what I'm so excited about now of having started this, this journey as well in, in business and self, you know, development is really understanding that like there is just so many layers and we can just keep digging and digging and digging. And so do you practice NLP? Like, do you coach people in NLP and are you going to coach people with the Dawson? Oh, I'm not so sure with Dawson. It's very, you can do it over Zoom, but I just think I'd be so much more comfortable with muscle testing, like in person yet. Yeah, like maybe if I got a bit of experience in person, then I might shift that. I definitely do NLP coaching, which which I love because it's, it's a bit easier to do it over Zoom. And I use those practices on myself as well. It's, it's one of those really great things that I love teaching people as well, because then there's so many that they don't need me. They can do them for themselves, which I think is, is really fantastic. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I love those. And I also, yeah, cause with my other business as well, we have a bit of a team. And so I feel really grateful that I actually have these tools that I can really work with them and help them to build their business. And yeah, yeah. So I love it. It's so interesting because I didn't really know that I would kind of move into the coaching kind of space, I guess, but it's when you realize how powerful it is and that kind of one-on-one space, it's, it's so incredible. And when you actually come to that awareness of how important the inner work is, and if you have some tools to help people, like it's, it's a really cool space to work in. Yeah, definitely. I listened actually to a podcast where you were doing an NLP, I think on some of your team and uh, yeah, it was really interesting. And that's all 
Yeah, I was very intrigued. And I think yeah, there's definitely something that I haven't really explored it a lot, but I think it um it sounds like a great modality to really start to help people to reprogram a little bit some of those limiting beliefs that they might be harboring. Yeah, no, it's it's a really powerful tool. And because it's so simple as well, like you you're really just holding space for the person, you know, you take them through these these processes and it's because it's awesome, actually, as the coach, you kind of are just taking them through this step by step and they're doing all the work, but it doesn't feel like work, but they get so much from it just from incredibly simple processes. So it's it's really, really powerful. Wonderful. I'll have to explore it a little bit more. So now we're going to talk about a little bit balanced living and advice. So how do you balance pursuing your goals with maintaining your self-worth and your overall well-being? Yeah, it's it's such a big one and I don't know that I always balance it that well. I feel like, yeah, I can definitely still let myself get out of balance. But I think one of the biggest things is that I don't let myself stay there for too long. I will recognise that it's also great having a husband who... <laughs> like is good at pointing it out as well he'll be like oh you kind of like yeah you're not your usual self and then I'll be like okay and and that's when I'll I'll come and do the NLP processes or I'm very good at actually giving myself the permission to take a step back when I need to and I know there's so much different advice around achieving goals and like maintaining that momentum and all that kind of stuff it's so important but not at the cost of your well-being and your mental health. I think like it's it's so important that if you because if you continue to push and you're pushing on this goal and you you're wanting to get there, it's incredible to have ambition and drive. But if you get there and you're so kind of broken from getting there, you're not even going to feel that satisfaction or feel whatever it was that that was helping you to chase that goal. And so I'm very yeah very like passionate at giving people permission to actually, if they need to like step back, step back from that goal for a minute, like zoom back out at your life, because it's one of the biggest things I find, even with myself, if I've, I've got a certain goal, I can like zoom right in and I feel like I just need to stay focused and that's, what's going to get me there. And I neglect all the other things. So I think it's so important to actually zoom back out and have a have a even a process around that. Like I love doing that with my journaling and I it actually reflects and makes me think about my day and be like, you know, what other good stuff? Like, yes, there's business and there's family and all these kind of things, but like what other things have happened today and that I can actually zoom out and be incredibly grateful for. So yeah, it's it's definitely doing that. But it is it is also just having a really healthy relationship, I think, with your goals. So it's like really understanding why, why is this one of your goals and not just having like this kind of surface level answer, because not only is that not going to then give you the commitment to, to stick to it and follow it through and do it, but it's also going to just not really be that satisfying. You'll achieve it and you'll be like, well, what was that really worth it? When if you don't have a good grasp on your your why you're doing it, I know we hear about know your why all the time, but it is really important because that's the thing that's going to be the biggest driver. That's the thing that when you kind of fall off track is going to bring you back because you're going to be like, actually, no, I'm doing this for a really important reason to me and my family. And so I think it's just so important to to have a solid grasp on why you're doing that. And yeah, give yourself the permission when you need to, to zoom out. And just remember that, yes, this goal is really important and to be dedicated, but not to let it completely take over your life. Yeah, I love that. So the journaling really helps to give you that perspective. It's a tool to help you to zoom out, but then it's also really around self-awareness of why do you want that goal? And then how are you feeling? Are you being present in your life day to day as well as striving for that goal? That's yeah, great advice. It's a, it is a tricky one too, like because, yeah, you want to stay so focused and just be locked in, but it's particularly if you have a family or if you've got other things going on, it can, if you, you're just so kind of zoomed in, it can really affect other areas. And so I'm so 
yeah, just want wanting people to just acknowledge that and stay aware and make sure it's fun when you're doing it as well. But you're like, don't lose the fun, even if you have a great why. Like you can lose the fun if you're like, I'm just, I just need to do this. So yeah, it's so important to to be a little bit holistic when achieving our goals. Definitely, and I've definitely been in that. Oh, <laughs> that, I, that focus yeah. tunnel and just ignoring my family and like you know yeah and then but in the back of my mind I'm like oh I know I'm neglecting them but yeah and then yeah it's just honoring that I think isn't it and then listening and doing oh, what you feel is right sometimes people like I speak from my experience what works for me but it's it's different for other people too like some people might be like okay I need I'm gonna do like a three week push and I'm going to just, but it's just about maybe letting your family know, like I am, I am big on work for these next three weeks. Like I really, I've got this goal and I want to hit it and everyone's aware, everyone can support you. And if that's what works best for you, if you're like, I need to take this amount of time and then I'm, I'm going to pull back for a bit because I'll have hit my goal. So it's kind of like trial and error as well, like figuring out what works best for you. Um, Yeah. So that it can just be tailored to yourself. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So, you know, I'm a wealth and mindset coach, so I'm just going to talk a little bit now about money and finances. And so considering both financial and broader aspects of wealth, and I think I've talked to you on your podcast about true wealth being not just money. So what principles or advice can you offer for a balanced and fulfilling life? So I guess pursuing finances, but then having the balance. Yeah, exactly. I loved when you shared on the podcast about true wealth because it's so important. And I think that's what my husband's cancer really taught us was like, what is actually important? It's so that's why we're just so massive on health. I would say that's probably one of our top priorities, but also it takes wealth and it takes money to actually live into your values. So I'm really, really passionate about like not neglecting that and thinking that that money or income's not important because if you want a really healthy, connected life and you want to lower your stress and you want to do all those things that that keep you living a beautiful, vibrant life, it takes an income and it takes earning that. And so for me, in the last couple of years, it's been so huge to kind of find this balance between health and family, but also work and income. And yeah, it's it's just taken me exploring different options and looking at different things. But for me, it's it's all about with earning, it's it's leverage. It's so much about leverage. And where can you like not invent the wheel again? Because we're so lucky at this time with what we have access to and the the people that we get to speak through, like speak to through podcasts and things like this, like with Instagram, like it is crazy. We have so much access to so much free stuff online that you can actually like your audience is there it's just about connecting with them and I'm really passionate about the online space because it's so supportive of families and supportive of giving you that time back to to be able to to focus more on your health and all those values that are really important to you so I would probably first I think it's so much about figuring out your values like what do you want how much time do you need for that how much money do you need for that? And it's and it's figuring that out. And then it's it's finding the the opportunities or the way that you can work that's going to give you that amount of time and give you that amount of money. And that also, I really like, I'm so passionate about it needs to add to your life. It needs to be something that you actually enjoy and that you are passionate about. And I know that it can be a real struggle to figure that out because I used to always listen to podcasts and, and people would be on there and being like, oh, I found my purpose, my passion, and now I make millions and it's amazing. And I'm like, but I don't know what I'm passionate about. So like, this is just annoying <laughs> listening to all you people. And so it's it's just about really trial and error and being so flexible in what that looks like. Like it's so interesting because I'm, I'm in this affiliate marketing business now and it's not something I would have ever thought that I would be doing. But when I looked at what I wanted, when I wanted more time and I wanted to be able to kind of earn in a way where I'm not giving away so many hours of my day, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm not kind of really stressed around managing stock or or all these kind of other things that come when you're an entrepreneur or you have your own business. And 
yeah, so it's it's just really about focusing on what do you want and how can you do that and just having that abundance mindset as well and being like not only is there the opportunity or the, that way of working that you want, it's out there and like you can do it as well. And so it's so interesting because it just takes that that awareness, that confidence and that courage to actually go out and do that. And, and so much is that mindset work, isn't it, around like knowing your worth and, and all that kind of stuff. So which in the entrepreneur space kind of forces you to do that, doesn't it? You have to get right with yourself and your mindset before that kind of income then starts to, to flow in. So I'm not sure yeah. if I... No, you did. You definitely did. And I, yeah, I loved um, hearing about that. And I think becoming an entrepreneur really does force you to um, really, especially in the online space, when it's very visible, you really have to have a really strong sense of self and self, self-worth. Uh, so do you feel like you found it now in this, in this affiliate marketing business? I do. I do. Which is, it's really awesome. Like I do feel really, really lucky because it's also like it's it's got that leverage. It's got that. It's in the health and wellness space, so it's got all my values are kind of in there as well. But it's the community and the coaching side that I didn't kind of know was in it when I started. But now that we're kind of growing quite quickly, and there's a lot of people working with us, it's it's been incredible that I actually now get to work with people who want to build a business. And but they're very solid in what we we're talking about before with their values and what they want it to look like in their life. And it's I get to work with people and really pull out like, why are you doing this? What is those kind of deeper, meaningful things that you want to create? And it's helping them then find out, find that confidence and find that courage to to show up online. It's like it's business like earning an income via doing personal development. I feel like it's it's like business plus personal development all in one. And not only do I do that, but I get to help others to to do that as well. So it's it's really powerful. And it's it's also like it probably took me shifting my mindset and my perspective around it as well. And I think that's with whatever you're doing as well. It's like making sure that because we have so much control around the way that we think about things. And so it's like, whatever you're doing, how can you kind of shift it so that you can actually see the incredible part of what you're doing or, or change it if it's, if it's not right? Like if you really can't view what you're doing in a, in a positive way, maybe you're not meant to be there. Maybe you're meant to do something else. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love um, that. I know there will be people that will think, yeah, I don't love what I do, but it's I can't change it. But I, I think you can if you really if you really do put your mind to it. Uh, if you're really unhappy in what you're doing, then there is opportunity to to change your situation. Oh, exactly. Like I, it's so interesting because for me, obviously, I had the the law as my background and something that's very well respected. And whenever people would ask me about it and and doing it, and they're everyone's very proud of you, and it, it comes with all of that. And so I know so many of us, if we're we're in a place where so much of our identity is tied up in our work, it can be really hard to then go and and switch. But I think when you get into this personal development world, you realize that it's so much of it is ego and that it's like you just need to learn to kind of detach your ego and your identity so much to things that are external to you that was one of the biggest shifts for me was like, because I'm in a space now where not a lot of people understand it and, and what I do. And so it really took me being like, oh, I'm so, I was so conscious about what other people thought of me or perceived of me changing into something else. And so I get it. Like, I, I know that it's so hard when you think about that change, but I also, with our experience with my husband, I'm like, things can force you to change so quickly. And it's like, if you have the control now and you know that something needs to change, like you can do that as slow or as quickly as you need to. You don't need to like just cut ties with everything and go and do something else. You can actually like plan that out if that that feels good for you. There's so many things that we can do. I don't think we ever want to box ourselves in and think that we can't change because that is that really limits your world and what is possible. 
Oh, that's so inspiring. And yeah, it's definitely true. You can just take baby steps to start to change things and that can start to shift your mindset to see what's possible. And I, again, resonate so much going into coaching as well. Like I think people are like, oh my God, she's a life coach now and getting my head around that. And, and but then I think once you just start to embody it and now it, yeah, you just don't bat an eyelid and yeah, that's what it is and it's all good. Yeah, exactly. It's just those first steps, I think, that are the hardest. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, exactly, you're in a place now where you're like, this is just what I do and it's kind of what I'm known for now and, and it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And you can always have NLP coaching with Alex if you need some more help. <laughs> exactly, we'll horizons. Yes. So we're getting there. So the next question is, what impact do you hope to leave on the world, particularly in, te- in terms of enhancing worth, wealth and well-being for yourself and others? Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's such a big part of the way that I think now is is so much about legacy and impact. And I think that's it's so great if you've got goals or whatever is, is to actually take this as a thought experiment for yourself and think about what is the impact that you want to leave? What is the legacy that you want to leave? So I'm really passionate about, yeah, I'd love to be known for really educating, particularly in the health and wellness space around like what true health looks like because I think our society at the moment and just how much sickness and how pervasive that is I would love to be known for creating part of that change and and that involves worth as well we we so underestimate like how much our emotional health impacts us physically and it impacts our life on and what we think we can do and what we think is possible for us and that impacts generationally as well so it's like it's not just about you doing this work like if you have kids and and you you truly believe in them and you know they have the potential to do anything and and you share that with them I think one of the biggest things is that what is it that that saying that so much is caught not taught so they can hear that from you you can hear that you saying like you have the potential, you can do anything. But if they see that you are living so limited and and feeling so scarce in what you're doing, that's what they pick up. And so it's so important that we we do this work for ourselves. And so I want to be part of helping people with that because I know the generational impact that will have as well. And with wealth, like, yeah. It's, it's so big. Like, it's interesting because I think we all grow up with our different money stories and not wanting to talk about wealth. And, you know, it's something that's so, we talked about it on, on the podcast as well. Like, it's something that's so missing from our education system. Like, it's, it's such a huge thing that we skip over, yet mm. it takes so much of our life. And so particularly with my affiliate marketing business, I'm literally helping people build a business. And as part of that is that it creates legacy income. Like, it's working towards legacy income, passive income, And so I get so excited working with people because I know that I can literally change their financial future for them, but again, for generations. And so that they actually do it in a way where they get to be with their family. They get to focus on their health. They get to actually live their life the way that they want to live it. So I really want to be, yeah, such an impact in those kind of three areas in such a big way because I know it's it goes down the generations and it can change things generationally. And I think particularly at this point in life and society, it we need these changes. Like we need them and we, we need them now. And so I feel really honoured that I'm in a space where I know that I'm doing that work that will make those kind of impacts. Yeah, and you definitely are. Like you, so your podcast has uh, impacted me, and I'm sure it's impacting many. And I will leave some notes in the show notes of where they, where other people can listen to, you know, some of the things that you're doing. But it's definitely very true. So, if you could change one thing about the world overnight, what would it be, and why? Oh, this is, that's so hard. Oh, I think because I'm so. I'm just so passionate about like food and physical health. I think it would be, but it's so hard to pick something. If it's, I reckon it's around our food. I think that I would actually, yeah, do something where we, we actually can limit the amount of processed foods that we get. 
and totally shift it back to supporting farmers to grow actually healthy, organic, beautiful food. Yeah, I don't know how I would do that, but I feel like if we can start, because I feel like this is the lowest hanging fruit, if we can get our physical bodies feeling better, then we feel mentally and emotionally better. When we feel mentally and emotionally better, new we have a new perspective on life. We see more possibilities. And, and that's what I think then things really start to change. So I think it would actually be like focusing on that physical and just getting rid of some of the... <laughs> the like trash that's in our food system and bringing it back to to those beautiful organic whole nutritious foods is, is like having to be part of people's lives yeah well we are what we eat and so if we are eating you know chemicals and fertilizers and all of those things I'm sure that it's it's not great and then yeah my big thing is about sustainability and that would be bringing that back as well. I think if we're growing things in a more sustainable way, um, then yeah, we're going to help the planet as well. So yeah. what do you have, what do you do on your um, farm? Yeah. So like with everything that Nick went through, we actually transitioned our farm to organic, which is, it's been like really tricky because no one else kind of in our area has done anything like that but it's because we live like we're so passionate about living by our values and so we actually have cattle and sheep and we do cropping like depending on the season so like wheat barley oats chickpeas that kind of stuff so you're you're setting the example yeah yeah and that's the thing and it's it's also been another like big transition and a hard transition it's also like the same with shifting from my law maybe of like going down the the path that is well known and what everyone else is doing and and being the one that kind of shifts and and goes first and does all the trial and error so there's been like it's not been smooth sailing for for any of the paths that we've kind of chosen but they've been so so worthwhile like getting through that bumpy first patch and then yeah things just starting to flow and it's pretty exciting yeah, well, they say it takes one person and to change the world. And so maybe, you know, that's what you are doing with all the things that you're doing. So, yeah, I, I've yeah loved this conversation and hearing your perspective. And I'm sure my audience is going to love it too. So was there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, can you tell my audience like where you, about your offers or where they can find you? Of course, I'll leave it all in the show notes, but... Yeah. Oh, I've loved this so much. It's been so fun. I was so nervous, like doing, being interviewed. I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how this will go, but it's been such a beautiful conversation. You're such a beautiful host. Uh, so yeah, mainly I'm on Instagram at alex.e.mace. So you can find me there and yeah, exactly. Just reach out to me, particularly for, for NLP. If you want to look into the affiliate marketing, you can reach out to me or I have links um, in my bio as well. And yeah, I've got the podcast as well, which you can go and listen to Emma's episode uh, on there as well. So it's all pretty much on my Instagram. You'll you'll find links to everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I urge you to because there's so much value just learning even just about your lifestyle. I love hearing about that. I still can't get over you drive 200 kilometers every day, probably more, but <laughs> that's just so incredible. And I love everything that you're doing and what you stand for and your wisdom. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to be changing many lives and impacting lots of people. So thank you so much for coming on and yeah i can't wait to share this episode oh thank you so much this has honestly been so good and i'm so excited about your podcast and yeah really honored to to be invited on great thanks bye thanks for joining it's a mindset if you found this episode valuable consider sharing it with friends add it to your instagram stories tag me at emma lagalo or simply spread the word follow me on instagram for updates and share your topic suggestions don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to help us reach more listeners. Remember, anything is possible when you put your mind to it. Thanks for listening.